Welcome to Tina, a podcast that digs deeper into the thoughts of teenagers' minds about the wonders of the world. If you're new here, I am your host, Isabella. And I'm Glenn. If you're not, welcome back. Here's a quick disclaimer. If we made any mistakes, please email us and tell us. Thank you. Welcome back. Now here is part two of Call Me By Your Name. The dialogue. It is so well written. Okay, wait, hold on. Major, major spoiler alert. If you have not <laughs> yeah. watched the movie, like, turn away. Like, stop. This is the moment you stop listening. Yes. You have to stop or you're, we're going to spoil the movie and you will hate us for that. Mm-hmm. So before we read this, um, this dialogue happened between... Elio and his father after Oliver left. Yeah, and it's just a really touching scene between, like, showing Elio's father's vulnerability and, like, Elio's as well. But also, like, um, the vulnerability of human relationships. Let's let's just read the dialogue first to review it and then talk sure. about it. Okay. Right now, you may not want to feel anything. Maybe you never wanted to feel anything. And maybe it's not me. You want to speak about these things, but feel something you obviously did. Look, you had a beautiful friendship, maybe more than a friendship. And I envy you. In my place, most parents will hope the whole thing goes away or pray that their sons land on their feet soon enough. But I'm not such a parent. We rip out so much of ourselves to be cured of things faster than we should that we go bankrupt by the age of 30, and have less to offer each time we start with someone new. But to feel nothing so as not to feel anything, what a waste. Have I spoken out of turn? Then I'll say one more thing, it'll clear the air. I may have come close, but I've never had what you two have. Something always held me back or stood in the way. How you live your life is your business. Just remember our hearts and our bodies are given to us only once. And before you know it, your heart's worn out. And as for your body, there comes a point when no one looks at it, much less wants to come near it. Right now, there's sorrow, pain, don't kill it. And with it, the joy you felt. And see, you know. <laughs> That's why we can't be audiobooks. Oh, my God. No, I can't. I can't do audiobooks. Me neither. But, oh, my God. Just reading this. Yes. So emotional. <laughs> the line... We rip out so much of ourselves to be cured of things faster than we should that we go bankrupt by the age of 30. Yeah. Like that when they when when he says we go bankrupt, it's just you know, it breaks everyone's heart. Yeah. I I think I even had this line like highlighted in my book. It truly is amazing. Um Yeah. Mhm. Dialogue is so amazing. To me, when I'm watching the movie the, for the first time, I thought the train station's gonna be the ending. Oh, really? Or I, I, I thought that's the climax, at least. Like, after that, every, everything's just gonna go downhill. And mm-hmm. he's just gonna be sad. Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere came this dialogue. And I was like... I know. Wow. This really surprised me. And it just, it encapsulates the movie so well of the feelings mm-hmm. that this movie is trying to say. Mm-hmm. 
sorry, I- I'm just agreeing because I agree. And I think the way that this script was written, I, I like how it's like a really clear message, yet it's not like a really shallow message. Do you get what I mean? Like it's deep, but it's not so deep that people can't understand this. Yeah, it's and it's not just laying out whatever. Yeah. It's not like a blockbuster film, which is say, oh, family is important. And you just cringe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But not this one. Yeah. And and I like the fact how, like, his father took the time to think about this and also took the effort to tell him this. Mm-hmm. And I actually, like, gave thought. And, and he didn't actually, like, confront him of anything because, you know... He said maybe more than a friendship. So I like that he didn't like put Elio on the spot yet said so much. Because he gets it. You know? Yeah. I feel like the beauty yeah. is that he gets it, but yet he has more to offer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's not just saying, oh, son, mm, I get it. Sad. No. Mm-hmm. He, he has more to offer. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of this dialogue, I feel like. Right. And I feel like, yeah, normally people, when they feel sad, they would shut off the feelings like a lot of teenagers would do. And this advice that his father gives him hits so many people like right on. And it just also makes sense to the audience of this movie. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of saying be vulnerable. It's okay to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's move on to the next thing. Yeah, I I liked the part. Oh, this is also a spoilers. Um, I liked the part where they went to Rome, right? Rome. Yeah, was I think it Rome? So. Yeah, I I liked the part where they went to Rome. And if you've read the book, I think they talked. They they spent a lot of time writing. That the author spent a lot of time writing about the Rome part, like how there was a book fair. But within the movie, they totally skipped that and focused on developing these two main characters' relationship. And I think I like that part a lot. It's not that I'm saying, like, within the book, adding the book fair thing is extra. Like, it for sure shows how much they they can, you know, flourish outside of Elio's parents and their parents' house. But I think in the movie, like, I like the dancing part, like, when they were drunk at night. I think that part, which they kept within the movie, is great. And the song choice, the soundtrack of this movie is also great. Not there yet. Yeah, (laughs) I just wanted to add that. But this Rome scene, or scene? This Rome scene is an escape out of an escape. Like, escape is like this whole Italy already, right? But then with Rome, it's something else. It could also be because they're relationship is coming to an end Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. maybe like they don't want to face it in a way yeah i don't know what i feel about the rome scene the or the getaway in general i like it but also i feel like it's kind of kind of like stretching it a bit i do have to say the book um as much as i love it Mm -hmm. is a bit long and it's a bit slow a lot of people hate the book and i totally get it Mm -hmm. but i feel like i get why it's so long because mm-hmm. it's a internal dread um mm-hmm. that elio is facing or like elio is feeling mm-hmm. 
so it's so long because to him it is very long it's like you know when we are 17 uh, or like at our age everything is forever yeah and i feel like it's portraying that and that makes the book so long because we just like we care about every little detail mm-hmm. we're not like 50 and feel like ah you know that's life life moves on mm-hmm. it's not like that mm-hmm. and i feel like it it it, it captures the feeling very well and the fact that this is maybe his first love like every little motion that oliver gives is something that he could you know analyze for hours and hours Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i think it being this like at first honestly i i hated the beginning of this movie because yes, I felt like it was so long. Like, where's the action? I don't see anything growing between these two characters, and they just started like I don't know. And the part where they where Elio talked about his feelings towards Oliver, like I was kind of shocked how that came out of nowhere. But as I rewatched the movie twice, three times, I <laughs> I realized, um, like. Their relationship started the moment they saw each other. Yes, I totally agree with whatever you just said. <laughs> I mean, their relationship mm-hmm. and the story arc is just, yeah, it's great. It's a great story, you know. And let's move on to the end. It hurts. The end. I know. Just when you think you cannot get sadder and broker, I know. the end hits you. With, I know. With Elio just sobbing in front of a fire. Mm-hmm. And then visions of Gideon just comes on. <laughs> and you're like, I'm never going to be the same. I'm just never going to be the same. I know. Like, a piece of me is broken. Um, Like, even still now, if I listen to this song, like the, the ending song, I feel like I could still feel the character's emotion. And it's crazy because this song barely has any lyrics. It's the same lyrics over and over over again. And but it still like shows so much. And I think Timothy's like acting skills on that part, the fact that he just cried at a camera for like minutes is great acting. I feel like I, I'm I'm sensing a lot of hand motions that we can't see now. Oh my god, how do you know? <laughs> By the way, we do not record together, so I can't see Isabella. Um, but yes, a lot of hand motions and a lot of emotions right now. Um, I feel like what's so great about this acting is not just the crying. Make it feel like mm-hmm. actors can't cry. Everybody should be able to like cry on set. I thought that's yeah. like a must-have. I feel like uh-huh. it's the, it is what his eyes are saying, mm-hmm. you know, like the way he's looking at the fire and the way mm-hmm. he's like trying to transport the emotions to us, the mm-hmm. audience. I feel like that is the great part of this acting because he's trying to um, give off this sense of loss mm-hmm. and how he's lost, you know. And yeah, I, I totally agree to whatever you just said. <laughs> <laughs> no, I completely agree. And the fact that he didn't, you know, just like like cried out loud. You know, you know how like those really dramatic cry crying scenes, but like uh-huh. he didn't do it like that. It it it's you could see him like slowly 
starting to cry. And it's like this whole, like, this movie is very slow, right? Like, even the ending, the crying is is not like a straight out burst of tears. It's really, I think the directors, like, they did really well on giving time and space for the audience to feel exactly what the characters are, are feeling. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. just seeing him slowly crying is also a way for the audience to have time to feel exactly the same as Elio, even if we don't have the same experience as the characters do. I just really like how in the scene, um, he didn't say anything. It's like his world is crumbling, mm-hmm. but he's trying to keep it in. So it's like a million different conflicts within him. And I know like towards the end, his mom comes in and he's just like, He's still there. He's still thinking about their relationship and everything's just like rushing back to him. Yeah. And I love the fact that it's different from the book because this is not the ending of the book. I forgot what the ending is. Oh, they meet, right? Yeah. And I feel like this is a better ending. Yeah. I like the, 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 I like this ending a lot too. And I think it also leaves the audience like space to, Think about what might happen to Elio afterwards. Room for a sequel. Yeah. And overall, I feel like what makes this story so great is that it's very realistic. Yes. And somebody, everybody, I feel like, can somehow see themselves in a different character. Mm-hmm. And that there mm-hmm. is something in it that you see in yourselves, in your life, that you can relate to some kind mm-hmm. of loss or this type of feeling of losing a loved one. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's not over-exaggerated and contained just makes it even better, makes it realistic and relatable. Yeah, I think I, I know exactly what you mean here. And we've come to an end to this episode. And next week, we're going to talk about Top Gun. Thank you for listening to this episode. We will upload a new episode every Thursday. Remember to like, follow, and share our podcasts with your friends and family. You could also share your idea and thoughts with us on our Instagram at teenup.podcast. You could also find us on YouTube, and we will be thrilled if you could subscribe and leave us a comment. Thank Thank you and bye. bye!